Hey, howdy, hey, and welcome to our podcast. Uh, We're very excited for our first series. We're going to be talking about relationships, specifically romantic relationships. But first, let me introduce who we are. I am Nicole Avila, and I'm here with my favorite husband, CJ Avila. The favorite. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Also the one and only. So we thought that we'd break up this series into a couple of different topics. Um, And the first one is going to be maybe things you should think about or do before you get married. And now that I'm thinking about this, this doesn't actually have to be applied to marriage. It could be in any serious relationship. Yeah. Um, But to be... uh, a little bit more simple about it, I guess. We labeled it as before you get married. So uh, in case you're wondering, we've been married for a little over nine years now. And we have learned a lot and worked really hard. Um, so these are just a few things we put together that we thought might be helpful for somebody who's getting into a serious relationship. So without further ado, I'm going to let CJ do the first one because he's all about the money. Okay, yeah. So the one of, one of the first things that came to mind when thinking about... Uh, you know, a checklist of things you need to do before you get married was talking about money. Uh, it's really important that you decide how you're going to handle money. And we're really serious about like figuring out where money is going to go from paychecks, figuring out how you're going to budget, figuring out, you know, maybe um, are you going to combine your checking accounts or keep them separate? <clears throat> and so for us, what happened to work I think pretty well is that um, when we were planning the wedding, we created a checking account that was a shared checking account, and it was mm-hmm. sort of like before the wedding happened. It was a practice run to make sure that we could both contribute and also that we could both sort of like budget with this uh, this one account that was dedicated just for the wedding. Yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, we put in percentages of our paychecks. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't necessarily the same percentage. We just talked about it and put in what we could and what we thought felt comfortable and fair. Um, but I, I don't think we talked about money a lot at the beginning. We didn't. I yeah. kind of wish that we had done much better about that. You have yeah. always been fantastic with money, thankfully. Um, but it's always been something that I've needed to work on. And I think if we could have established that even earlier in our relationship, it would have relieved a little bit of stress. Yeah. And I, th- for you. I think it's it, like one of the things that's important about it is just like starting the conversation and opening up this conversation about money, which is generally like a really taboo topic Yeah, that couples may not broach until it's too late. And so... It's just something that you've got to figure out. And um, that said, our system has changed over time. Uh, You know, like our income streams have changed and also the way that we spend has changed. Our lifestyle has changed. You know, as you have kids, those things also change. So um, when we were together or when we first got together, we were in college. Mm -hmm. And so our like financial life was very different than it is definitely today. And so, you know, it kind of just like shifts and and grows, but it's really important to just like start that conversation. What do you think about getting a financial planner, um, or a financial advisor slash counselor that early on in the relationship? Is it helpful? Is that something you should wait until you've got your big kid jobs? If you don't already have them? I think it, 
uh, you know, when we were in college, I don't think it made sense because we didn't have very much money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but, uh, I think it's definitely valuable, you know, at the, in the early stages of relationship to start talking about, should we get a financial advisor? Should we have a third party help us make decisions around how we budget? Um, I think we've been pretty good about that, but we're also, I don't know, I'm interested in personal finance. So I I feel like I've kind of taken on that burden. Right. Yeah. So So to wrap up this one, do you have any specific uh, programs that you would recommend? Any apps or books or anything you think would? Um, I think there's a couple of things. Yeah. So one would be um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Super simple like book about uh, finances. Um, I would also recommend, um, for really basic finance stuff, the, uh, um, Dave Ramsey series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and then in addition to those, there's two pieces of software that we've been using. Um, I think for probably most of our marriage, one of them was, um, Mint, which we yeah. use for budgeting pretty successfully. Mm-hmm. And the other that we more recently sort of like added to the mix is called Personal Capital. And it's a tool for forecasting your savings and retirement and things like that. But Mint was really good for us. We both kind of like just shared a login. Um, I think this, they may have changed the features. So you might be able to have like shared accounts, but, um, we both shared the same login and now all of our money is sort of like in the same accounts. We have shared credit cards and all of our bank accounts are shared and everything. And so we will, we were able to go in there together, create a budget, and then, um, each of us could individually go in and categorize transactions Mm -hmm. as like certain budget line items, which was. Yeah. So I think what we really want to stress is that we want you to talk about it. We've told you what worked for us, and we do share all of our bank accounts, and we do come up with budgets together, but it might look different for you, and what's important is to just have that conversation about this. I think you're right. Um, People get uncomfortable when they think that they are naturally awesome. Right. Well, we're all naturally (laughs) awesome, but we all also need to bounce ideas off of somebody. Yeah. So naturally, we're talking about establishing a relationship with a counselor or a therapist or somebody who's licensed and can help you. Um, And we're talking about doing this as a couple. I also think that is super taboo when you talk to someone and you're like, oh, yeah, we're in couples counseling. And you're like, oh, no, they are headed down the wrong path. Something's going on. They're just waiting for the divorce announcement. Mm -hmm. And that is such a terrible stigma. Is that the Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because it's not the way that it should be at all. I think that you should find a counselor while you're still dating and have somebody to talk out any problems that you're having. I know the first time we went to a counselor, the first thing that we told them was like, we're, we're having a hard time communicating. Like she doesn't understand what I'm saying and he doesn't understand what she, like, it's just, we just needed a third person to hear us out and help us better understand the other person. Yeah. And they're professionals. Like they're Mm -hmm. trained in helping you, um, work through making your relationship stronger. Like they, their job is to help you make a stronger relationship. And so something that we talk about all the time is about how much work being married and having kids and having a family is. It's not just like, 
butterflies and rainbows all the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, you got to, there's sacrifices you have to make and you do have to put in effort mm-hmm. to make sure that the relationship is going well. And that effort is most often in the form of having tough conversations mm-hmm. or having conversations where you want to make sure that both sides are making sure that their expectations are uh, communicated clearly and that their wants and desires and their loves and their, um, you know, what they're thinking is communicated. And one thing that a counselor can help you do is understand the language that the other person is talking and also help you understand maybe a little bit about how the other person thinks. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, they say opposites attract. So how could we live our life perfectly if we are so opposite. Yeah. We are going to think about things differently. We're going to think about our finances differently. We're going to think about how to spend our spare time differently. And sometimes it's hard to understand why the other person would do it so differently. So being able to talk to a professional has just been so incredible. And I I hope that people will start doing it way sooner than we ever did. And even when you're not having any issues, I, I think that you can just go... Um, it's like exercise. Yeah. Like, even when you finally got into your goal, you still continue to go and, and maintain. Another thing that I want to mention is that um, you are hiring this person kind of to work for you. Mm-hmm. And maybe the first one or two or three are not going to be a good match. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to find someone who both of you feel comfortable with, mm-hmm. where you feel like you're being heard. Um, just know that it's okay to go to somebody once or twice and be like, "Mm, I can see how this would be helpful, but that, that person, I'm just not hitting it off with them. So can we try somebody else? Yeah. Make it a date night thing. Like schedule out a month where every Friday night you first go to a counselor, to a couple's counselor. And then afterwards you go out to, I don't know. Go for a walk along the river, or you go to <laughs> I don't know, a I, movie. <laughs> I love this idea, turning <laughs> it into something. a date night. I don't think it has to be every Friday night. Well, no, I'm saying <laughs> as as you're discovering which counselor to use. Oh, I like, see. Like okay. you go to one the mm-hmm. first Friday, a different one the second Friday, mm-hmm. until you pick okay. which one. Yeah, I like that. Oh, another thing to remember is that your insurance may cover this. Yeah. Uh, we did not know that at first, to me paid for it all and it's expensive over the hundred bucks (laughs) and it's totally worth the hundred bucks in my opinion but we later found out that our insurance actually covers that so i would try to find someone who accepts your insurance and then it is considerably cheaper yeah depending on your plan also while you're there they're gonna hopefully teach you a few things maybe i like to think of um them having the tools to add to our toolbox of how to have a better relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the big things that we've been taught is the five love languages by, it's a book written by Gary Chapman. And um, if you haven't heard about it, I would definitely check out his website or just Google like five love languages quiz. Mm-hmm. And it'll ask you like 10 questions. And at the end, it'll come up with your language that you receive yeah, the it's best. Like, it's the language you speak and the language you understand or hear or something like that. Yeah, the language you speak and the language you receive. And the way that he describes it is basically inside of us, we have a love tank. And I'm doing air quotes here. (laughs) Um, But in order to feel loved, you need to fill up that tank. And we all speak love differently and we all receive it differently. So I 
um, and words of affirmation. And if CJ didn't know that, then he might be like, oh, well, I speak, um, acts of service. So he's like, I go up to him and I'm like, I I just don't feel like you love me. And you know, you never say I love you and you never tell me that I'm doing a great job. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like I mowed the lawn for you and I made your lunch and I did this and I did that. And what he was doing is he was showing his love by acts of service, but that wasn't my love language. My love language is words of affirmation. Now, if you really want to fill up my love tank, how do you do it? I just have to say nice things about you. To you. Can you give him some examples? Oh, here's some examples. Um, that was a really delicious lunch that you made. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. She made some awesome lettuce wraps today mm-hmm. with avocado. We're on like a keto thing. <laughs> keto. See, look, like, I have this giant right smile on my face. And yeah. all he said was, oh, yeah. you made a great lunch. It was so good. And it's so easy. But you guys can just, you guys, meaning us, I guess, yeah. we could just be banging our head against the walls, being like, how what do you mean? I don't love you. I totally love you. But once you understand. Yeah. So our, our, my love language is acts of service. Yeah. So we talked about those two, but what are the other ones? There's gifts. Mm -hmm. Gifts is exactly like it sounds where someone just really likes it when you surprise them with a coffee or flowers or, um, just anything like out of the blue that really means a lot to them. And usually these people, they tend to hang on to the things also. They're the ones who are, they're like, Oh, have you seen this little cute statue? My so-and-so gave it to me. It meant so much to me. Like they really attach a lot to gifts. Um, another one is quality time. So that would be somebody who wants to meet up for dinner or hang out on the couch and watch a movie together. They just want your individual time, which can be really hard to give, I think, in this. And that's definitely like my secondary language. You can have more than one. Usually one is... Yeah, it's a spectrum. There's one that's a little bit more pronounced than others in most people, I think, Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, And then the fifth one is physical touch. And that's just, you know, pat on the back, a hug, a, I don't know, handshake. Smooch. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, the, the book by Gary Chapman, really easy to read. I think he's come out with one for like everything in your entire life. Like mm-hmm. the five love languages for work and the five love languages for kids and oh, the five love yeah. languages for this and that. And so it's all just like how to use these five things in different areas of your life. So that one's super simple. will make a huge difference in your relationship. So yeah, just to like recap, words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time and physical touch. So I don't know, figuring out which one of those you are and which one of those your partner is can be helpful. Mm-hmm. And going along with that is a uh, personality type testing. Oh yeah. And there are a lot and I've done a lot of them because <laughs> it's just so interesting to me. Um, but the one that we seem to keep going back to is the MBTI, which <clears throat> we both, I think, took in college, which was really um, fortunate for us. And the MBTI stands for the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator. Mm-hmm. And what has your uh, experience been? It's. Um, I think that it's been really interesting to see basically you kind of like go through the personality test and it spits out a four letter sort of assignment for you. Uh, that is an indication, um, 
of the like the results of the the test that show some sort of like psychological preference for how you perceive the world and make decisions. And so, um, my MBTI is INTJ, which means mm-hmm. that I'm like really analytical and mm-hmm. um, like it, I don't know how to explain it too much, but like each of the different letters are different components where it'll have um, a binary. So um, it's either introverted or extroverted for the first letter, for example. So INTJ, you could be an ENTJ. So mine is introverted. A couple of things that are really powerful about this personality type indicator is that I've been able to know myself a little bit better and um, live a little bit happier life by doing things that make INTJs happy. I'm like, oh yeah, that totally makes me happy. I should, you know, spend some time, some time alone or some time on a walk or listening to music. This is also really helpful to know your partner because you can, um, knowing the MBTI or the personality type of your partner will allow you to sort of understand where they're coming from and what types of, um, you know, uh, preferences they might have when perceiving the world and making decisions. Mm -hmm. So So there are 16 different, uh, personality types with the MBTI and they're all a combination of the four letters. Um, again, CJ's is INTJ. Each, I guess, slot has two possible. So if you're not an introvert, then you would be an extrovert. If you're not the N, which I always forget what the N is, but the opposite would be S for sensing, T for thinker or J for judging. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's E is extrovert. I is introvert. That's the first letter. Yep. S is sensing. N is intuition. Intuition. For the second letter. Mm Mm-hmm. It's it's funny because it's not intuitive because it's it should right. it's, it's like an I or like an N instead of an I. That's okay. true. So the third component is T and F, so thinking and feeling, and then the fourth component is judgment and perception. Perception. So again, opposites attract, and the only letter CJ and I share is the I. We're both introverts, which is great because we're able to understand how maybe being in a large group can be really exhausting to both of us. And so when that experience is over, we can both give each other a little bit of time to decompress and get back on track. Uh, but the other three letters, we are absolute opposites. So I'm an ISFP, which means I tend to be more of a touchy feely person and not very analytical. Mm-hmm. A tiny smidge, maybe, but for the most part, I'm all about um, the experiences and how we feel right now in the moment, and CJ tends to be a dreamer, and all of that is fantastic, but it can make some days really hard for us because we... CJ wants to dream and plan all the time. And I'm like, well, those are cool. They're a little intimidating uh, to think about the future. Uh, what can we do right now? And he's mm-hmm. like, well, but let's keep dreaming. I want to <laughs> keep thinking about all of the things. Yeah, being a dreamer is definitely one of the characteristics of an INTJ. Yeah, so I think, again, just having another tool in your toolbox, understanding yourself better mm-hmm. will only help you in your relationship with someone else. The um, Myers-Briggs test, you can definitely take online for free. There's a million different versions. I've taken probably 10 of them over the course of the last 10 years, and I always get the same thing. So I think that they're all 
they're all pretty good. Um, and then there's a lot of books out there where you can even just Google more information about the personality type that you get and um, learn more about yourself. Yeah, I think that's important. Yeah, I think it, I mean, if you don't know who you are, yeah, how are you going to ask someone to love you? Yeah, I think we have like so many things to talk about with you and share with you on the podcast here. We're really excited. We have tons of other episodes that we have uh, sort of just sketched out and uh, outlined. And we want to just kind of help you along in your journey and your relationships and uh, in life and business and raising kids and marriage. And uh, it's true. So just a, a quick recap in this episode. Yes. Before you get married, yes. before you get really serious in a relationship, you should talk about finances, mm-hmm. establish a relationship with a counselor, learn your primary love language, and also your personality. Take a personality twist. Twist. <laughs> Take a personality test. So hopefully those things, I don't know, spark some interest and you're going to go out and do all of them right away Yeah, and then let us know. How'd it go? Did anything spark joy for you? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that later. Oh, before we end. Yeah. Did you catch my intro? What was that a reference to? Um, I did not catch it. Mm. Toy Story? Yes. Oh, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> uh, I guess so. If I ever ask you a question, it's safe to bet that it's Toy Story. Oh. Or Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a secret for you guys. Our kids don't know, but we're going to Disneyland without them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. So excited, so excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have fun. We love you. <laughs>